Welcome back to the Welcome Home Lake Norman podcast. My name is Ryan Weber, and I am here with my lovely wife, Tiffany Weber. Hey, folks. Hello. It's just you and me sitting here in the basement. I'm talking to our listeners. Oh, okay. Thanks. So, we're going to talk today about... What are you laughing at? The way you said, oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> She's just looking at me laughing. I'm just trying to get this intro going. Today we're going to talk about Habitat for Humanity, mm-hmm. specifically Our Town's Habitat for Humanity, which is not Our Town's, it's the name of Our Habitat for Humanity in this area. Mm-hmm. That's right. In 2018, Senor Ben Thomas, I wish we could have got him down here to discuss this, but we'll... But it might be better because he is so humble that he's going to yeah. downplay all the hard work We're going to build him up. We're going to pump him up because he, you know, he has no like, ego. Oh, it was nothing. It was... Yeah, it well, was a ton of work and a lot of effort on his part and uh, kind of a dream of his, and he will be way too humble about it. Yeah, so. so now that Tiff gave you guys no information about what we did, we built a Habitat house, or Ben sponsored one, and then we also built one. So what happened was Ben and his wife Angela met through Habitat. Mm-hmm. Ben was on the board, I believe, at that point. I don't remember, but what I do remember, because they've told us this story, and if you ever go back and watch our videos from that time, Angela will tell the story of how um, he met her at a Habitat meeting, Mm -hmm. and he asked her out to dinner. She said yes, went out to dinner with him, and what she didn't tell him until much later was that she'd already eaten dinner that night. She just thought he was just a studly hunk of man and said, man, I'd love... She didn't say... You're putting words in her mouth. No, I I specifically remember her saying this. That was a studly hunk of man. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Well, anyway, they met each other in Habitat and had built some houses together and, and stayed pretty involved with Habitat for, well, that's a long time. I mean, the duration of their relationship. They've been very involved. Um, Habitat's pretty open about that, too. They've been staunch supporters. Right. And so he's always had this goal, or they've always had the goal of building a Habitat for Humanity house. And so we, he raised some money in addition to providing capital of his own to build his own house. And so it was, I think it was $75,000 total. And what that did was be able to build an entire house for a family in need. Yeah. I mean, it, it costs more than that to build the home, but because um, it's such a huge commitment, Habitat says if you can come up with this much, then we'll be able to build a home because they get you know a lot of donations, which helps. But um, yeah, the commitment to be able to sponsor a house seventy five thousand. Yeah. And so in June, I believe June we yeah, started early June twenty eighteen. Yeah, June uh, was our first week out there, and so. We, uh, we met the family, we went out there, and started building the house, and... It was wild. And it was hot. It was hot. So, every Saturday for 13 or 16 weeks. I think the the plan was 12 weeks. It went longer than that, so yeah. that's due to weather, which you can't predict. And but still, think about that, like, 12, so fast. 12 weeks, three months, and we could have a house done. Yeah, and it's people that have never done this before, which... And really, we only work on the weekends. 
there are people that go there during the week and right. you know the the what are they called professional tradesmen you know whatever well, the the trades that have to go in yeah certified i think they call for. it licensed trade that's what they call it. so licensed trades would come in during the week and some of their there's some volunteer groups during the week too yeah but on our house there wasn't many or any actually in fact we we ran into the issue of uh, ben had a great idea of inviting local realty companies to use our you know our house as their team building so each weekend we had a different group and I mean these people showed out there were a ton of volunteers to the point that that I think at one point Habitat told Ben you're bringing too many people yeah we (laughs) we set the record for too many Habitat volunteers for every week yeah so um, but conveniently Boom. enough, yeah, there was another house being built nearby that had started. Um, it was a little bit behind ours in schedule, but it was not that far away. So towards the end of the build, if we'd finished up earlier, there were a lot of people. There was plenty to be done, plenty of people to help, and um, it all worked out. But Yeah, you know, they would send people, them over there to, to help out and, and do some builds on, yeah. on that other house. These groups really showed up, though, to help this family, and it was it really was a good team building. Yeah, so I mean, we did literally everything. So when we showed up, it was just a uh, bricked-in kind of foundation. Foundation, yeah. You know, crawl space was bricked in, and we built walls. We built the studs to the walls in the parking lot of the church across the street, mm-hmm. and then had to carry the walls over to the house and down the street. Yep, down the street over to the house, and then started putting them up. Yeah, I think week three is when we got to put the walls up. Week one, we started building them, and then week two, I don't remember. Week two, we did the um, foundation. I think we put the uh, big joists in for the middle of the... uh, I can't remember what it's actually called. I I am quite a builder with my terminology, so... Oh, and that was like... You kind of bring up an, an interesting thing that I learned in Habitat is how little you need to know because they have staff there that teach you everything. You might not remember the terms a year and a half later, like Mm -hmm. Ryan and I are not remembering the terms, but you know, you don't have to worry about doing something wrong because one, they'll teach you and two, they'll catch it if you do something wrong because there's skilled people there to watch over the whole process. Yeah. So we, uh, we, we started putting the kind of the foundation of the foundation in, you know, foundation of the floor, um, it was whatever it is, the big joist that goes down the middle so you can lay your, uh, lay your other, uh, uh, studs kind of thing. I don't know. I'm, I'm quite, quite the, uh, builder if you couldn't tell, but then week three, I think we started putting up the walls. We put all the subfloor down and that's what it was. We put the subfloor down in week two. That way we could stand on it to put the walls on. That's right. Come on, Tiff. I knew that. I was just letting you come up with the words. Oh, okay. Well, if we just make this up, like, next thing we did was we put computers in. And (laughs) so once the walls went up, what was next? Well, I want to pause there for a moment. Because um, once the walls went up in week three, that was pretty powerful. Because Elena, um, one of the homeowners, she had... She'd had some errands to run that morning, and they have to put in a ton of effort and work. Yeah, I think it's 250. I could be wrong. It might be actually like four or 600 hours. But they'd already put in well above their number of hours, but they were also working on their own home. But that particular morning, she had some obligation with her children, so she'd come up right after the walls were put up. And she, I was lucky enough to be able to 
basically walk through the rooms of her house with her the first time. And at one point she looks at me with wide eyes and she, she says, I'm sorry. And just starts crying. Like, there's no need to be sorry. This is awesome. Well, it was great for the kids because you were walking through and you were pointing out this like, is this room. is your room. Whose room's this? And you know, they got really excited. And once the walls started going up, it kind of made it real. Yes. I 100% agree. It was, um, conceptual all up until then. But once you could see the walls, it was go time. Yeah. And then I, I think, uh, they brought a crane in, they put the, uh, roof, um, whatever those are called, you know, roof, roof things. Truss. Truss. Trusses. I don't know. Roof trusses. Yeah. We're going to go with that. They brought those in, put them up. And then we, uh, we started laying the, uh, roof pretty soon after that. Mm-hmm. Um, then we went into windows, putting in the doors, and then started drywall and um, painting, painting flooring. flooring. Yeah, we did. I mean, it was everything. Then we finished last week was landscaping. Yeah. And so, I mean, we, for 13 weeks, we learned every single aspect that went into building a house. We got well, it's to. it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, we got to build a house, which was great. You know, you, you learn a lot of skills that you could do at your own house if you want to learn how to do certain things. But then also being able to provide that just help, you know, get out there and help and say, I'm able, like I can drive by that house and be like, yeah, I, I pretty much built that. Yeah. Well, I think if you want to learn to help your community and help your neighbors, a really good way to start is by sweating with them. Yeah. Putting some effort out. And this is a, it is a low barrier to entry to go work on a Habitat house. They will find something for you to do every single weekend that yeah. there's a building. It's like going Saturdays, on. 9 to 12, 9 to 1, something like that. You meet a lot of people, too. Mm-hmm. A lot of great people. Interesting stories. Um, people that have lived all over the world, been CEOs, and now they just want to get out here and help people. And uh, you mentioned something about the learning process and things that you can learn to do in your own home. And that was a huge confidence builder for me. There's a lot of things that Tiff learned how to nail. And she was like, I am ready to nail. She, she just started carrying around a hammer at the house and a pack of nails and was like, I actually have a hammer right now. If there's anything (laughs) that I can nail together, I'm, I'm here. Like I I learned. Now I knew how to swing a hammer before that, but power tools kind of um, freaked me out before then. And they still do a little bit, but not as much as they did. Um, Pretty much. If you show fear <laughs> at the habitat build, they're going to teach you how to do that thing. Yeah. So <laughs> if you don't want to get called out to do the thing that you are afraid of, then play cool, folks. <laughs> be, cool. be cool. Just be cool. Just show up. Be cool. No, but it's good, though, because they. I think it's the fact that they teach you in a safe environment. Yeah. Um, you know, there's safety is number one concern on a habitat build, and they're constantly preaching it. But they teach you to use these things that you don't have exposure to. Um, in a way that you're going to be safe doing it. Yeah, and I mean, the the lower income housing crisis is a real thing here in Mooresville. You know, we're a very affluent area. The Mooresville area has an average house price of like I think it's like four hundred and thirty thousand dollars. It's it's something that's pretty high, and so the houses that are under one hundred and fifty thousand are like non-existent, or they're just in shambles. You know, they they need a lot of work, and so that's why doing something like Habitat is so impactful in the community because you can make a difference. You can mm-hmm. make a huge difference in something that is very in need of this area. Yeah, and there's some misconceptions about Habitat that well, I didn't even know this until 
we got involved through Ben is that these homes aren't free. No, they still have to pay for them. They, they pay a, a mortgage. Yeah, they they get the Habitat basically finances it, and I think it get, they try and give them a 0% mortgage, but they still have to pay back the whole house. Right. Yeah, I mean, these you have to meet, um, I shouldn't say just certain requirements. They're not easy requirements. You no, have it's to, a ton. And you have to really put, um, you know, your sweat equity is what they call it, your sweat equity into it. By helping other people build their homes. You're on a list and, you know, it kind of goes in order, but you've got to meet the requirements and put your effort into your community and your neighbors yeah. before you can qualify for your own home. And then you pay for it. So yeah. none of this is, this is not, um, you know, I think people fear that, I hate to say the term free handout, but they fear that it's a free handout. That's yeah. not it at all. No, they have to work very hard to, first off, just qualify. They worked, the homeowners in the house that we built worked a lot harder to get their home than I dare say you and I had to to get ours. Hmm? I think I know that's a bold statement, but I mean, yeah, we we've worked maybe and, physically, yeah, for sure, oh, for sure, and time commitment. Yeah. We, I mean, we didn't have to put in, you know, right. four hundred, six hundred hours of building houses to get ours. Right, right, and I mean, so if you're just kind of moving into this area or in the Mooresville area and have been considering how can I help the community, you know, the the lower income housing is a big issue. Habitat is always looking for land, donors, sponsors. And you had talked about this where it's $75,000. What if I got 10 friends and we built our own house? You know, mm-hmm. kind of, yeah, I'm not going to be able to spend 75 grand on my own, but what if we could get 10 people that put in 7,500? Mm-hmm. That's going to be a huge, huge impact for being able to f- help a family. Yeah. And we're not minimizing the. Uh, financial commitment it takes to sponsor, but you think about the power and numbers of, you know, the different community groups we have or friend groups that if you care and you want to make a difference financially for someone um, that needs a home that we, we don't have affordable housing available to them, then that's a great way to do it. Right. Right. So if you are interested in kind of finding out more about Habitat or how you can help our town's Habitat Dot org, I believe is their website. Um, but reach out, you know, if you get questions about how that process is to actually sponsor a house, reach out to Ben. He'll, he'll yeah. give it to you straight. And well, and you too, because one thing that, you know, Ben wanted to build the Habitat house because he wanted to help. But since we were doing it, why not get some, you know, why not use it for the purposes of business? Why not let people in the community know we were doing it so they could help for one, um, but yeah, too, I mean, just, uh, the, the stigma on it, you know, I made it into a marketing thing, but the marketing was not for growing our business. It was more for awareness, right? Hey, we're out here. See, we're volunteering and donating. It's doing good in the community. Yeah. You Let should as well. Follow progress. That's a good right. way to do it too. So if you have, if you're, if you already know you're going to sponsor a house or you're wanting to, and you want to figure out a way to make it impactful or let people follow along on your journey that can't physically be here, then, well, Ryan's a great resource for how to do that. But, yeah. you know, also Ben, yep. you know, the two of you are kind of the, you know, experts on this. That's right. That's how we roll. Too bad he's not here to talk about it. Well, again, like I said, he would he would have been like, oh, it was nothing. Yeah. He would have been like, yeah, we, we did it. Okay, done. <laughs> well, guys, if you got any questions, like I said, reach out to me, Ben. Our town's, our, 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 there we go. Our town's habitat org is um, the one that's here for our local Lake Norman community, and I'm sure they would take any donations or sponsorships or volunteers that 
are uh, wanting to help out the people in this Lake Norman area. So I appreciate you guys listening, and Thank we you. will see you next time on the Welcome Home Lake Norman podcast. Thanks for listening to the Welcome Home Lake Norman podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, make sure you give us a review on iTunes. It just helps us be seen by more people. Also, share it with your friends and let everyone know what we're doing over here in the Lake Norman area. We will see you guys on the next episode.